0: Research published this week has turned what we know about Alzheimer's disease progression on its head. Instead of the disease gradually spreading through the brain causing symptoms to get worse, the study found progression relied more on how quickly disease-associated protein numbers increase in individual brain regions. Using data from human brains, the results indicate our neurons are already pretty hardy at preventing this increase from happening, suggesting if we can improve this ability we may be able to slow down disease. I'm Julia Ravy, and I spoke to Dr Georg Meisel from the University of Cambridge about the implications of this work for the development of future treatments.
1: What we wanted to determine was really what of the many different processes that are going on in this disease is the one that controls how quickly it proceeds, because that would be the most promising target for us to try and tune this process and slow things down. So what we see in Alzheimer's disease and also many other similar diseases like Parkinson's is that proteins that normally fulfill some function, they start sticking together and forming these clumps, which we call aggregates in the brains. And it's, it's, it's believed that these aggregates are responsible for killing the brain cells. And so the question in particular that we looked at is these aggregates, they can spread from one region of the brain to another one, but they can also multiply in a given brain region. So one aggregate forms two, two aggregates form four, and so on. And we wanted to know which of these two processes is the one that's really controlling the overall speed of the disease? And quite surprisingly, we found that it's actually not the spreading like much focus has been on before, but we found that it's actually this multiplication that controls how quickly the disease progresses.
0: And how did you find these results?
1: This is really the result of about 10 years of, of work during which we have used ideas from chemistry to look at more and more complex systems starting with just a protein by itself in the test tube and then working our way all the way up to humans and in chemistry we really we have a lot of good techniques to learn what is going on on the molecular level from looking at measurements at a much larger scale like the brain level and we used about uh, five different ways of measuring these aggregate concentrations in the brain and then we developed mathematical models in order to look at these data and determine which of the processes are the most important for controlling the overall speed.
0: You also found that our neurons are pretty good at stopping these aggregates from forming. What could that mean for the development of future treatments?
1: Yeah, that's right. So it's this whole exponential increase that that we're seeing here. I guess we're all familiar with this from from COVID now that exponential growth often appears very slow at first, and then suddenly you you either have a lot of coronavirus cases or a lot of aggregates. And that's why in in Alzheimer's disease, it often takes so long to develop the disease, but then it gets worse quite quickly. And we found it takes about five years for this number of aggregates to double. And what that means is the cells are already quite good at preventing this process. If you could only make them a tiny bit better because of this this long build up to in in exponential growth, that that could mean we can actually slow the disease down at quite a bit. So we probably wouldn't have to do very much if we could just tweak this process a little bit. We could already get great benefits for people.
0: And your results were looking in humans. So why is it important that we use human data for studying diseases like Alzheimer's disease rather than models in the lab like mice?
1: Mouse models are are very useful for many things, but the fundamental problem when you're looking at neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's is that normally these diseases take decades to develop in humans. It's really just too long to be looked at in most lab animals, which means they're not a very good model for disease generally. So really what we want to do in order to learn the relevant things is to just look directly at the human data and get as much information from that as we can.
0: Using human data in this way is really insightful. Do you think this method might be able to be used to help understand other diseases as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it it, it was really all about building a mathematical model that allows us to analyse human data. That was the eventual goal of these uh, this last decade of research. And there's a lot of diseases for which this is relevant. Alzheimer's is, is the biggest, most well-known one, but for Parkinson's disease, very similar uh, processes are happening. All of these are governed by similar processes. So we're hoping that we can further extend this model and look at a lot of other diseases as well.